Welcome listeners, but take heed. We will say whatever we need to share our knowledge, thoughts, and joy, and even things that do annoy. So join us now, but be aware, we have a tendency to swear. We'll dial it back a little bit, but frankly, we don't give a shit. Welcome to For Fox Sake, a Harry Potter book movie compare and contrast podcast. I'm Carly, and I'm here with the wonderful original co-host, Katie and Ellen. Woohoo! That's us! That's not how you do it, Ellen. I'm sorry, can you show me? Woohoo! Woohoo! Eh. I still can't do it as good as you can. That's, That's what, what she, she said! said. <laughs> <laughs> Give me an way. Let's fly into the Phoenix flashback. Last week, we we covered the first part of the differences between the UK and US versions of the book and our favorite bits from our episodes covering Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. During episode Episode 191, Peckers Up, we decided to skip the pondering to save it for the end of this multi-part episode. Question last week was, in the US version of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, Neville accidentally calls the Sorcerer's Stone the Sorcerer's Stone. What does he say in the UK version? Neville accidentally calls it the philological stone. Congratulations goes to Megan Slater. Woohoo! Yay! She's been super busy for a while, but was on it and ready to beat all the competition. Is this the start of a comeback? Who's going to win this week? You never know. For now, let's continue diving into the differences between the U.S. and U.K. versions of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, and our favorite parts from our episodes covering the book and movie. So in Chapter 13, where we're starting this one off, Detention with Dolores. This is another difference that we've mentioned before, which is reviewing versus revising. And it's brought up again when Professor Flitwick has them spend more than an hour reviewing summoning charms in the U.S. version, and revising them in the UK version. I kind of understand that one because revising to me is I'm editing like my paper. It does kind of have a different meaning for us. But I also think we could have figured it out as Katie has liked to say. And now Carly is taking it from her. But yes. Yes. Context Context clues. (laughs) And then towards the end of Harry's first detention with Pepto Bitchmall, she speaks up to see if you've gotten the message yet in the U.S. version and if you've got the message in the U.K. version. And that's one we actually see several times. As In the U.S., we say gotten, and it's just got in the U.K., apparently. What? Uh, yeah. I had a thought, and it went away. I got the thought, and then it was gotten, and then it was gone is what happened. So... <laughs> I think this is also kind of... You've gotten mail. That's what I was thinking. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like it would have been perfectly understandable either way. Yeah. Wouldn't have changed shit. But we did get some extra Scrabble points in this one. We did. Go us. All right. Team US taking the lead. No, we're not. (laughs) And here's our favorite moments from the episodes covering this section. Hermione goes to bed... And Ron, to be fair, doesn't technically touch the hats. Mm -hmm. He does clear the trash off of them so the elves can at least see what they're picking up. Yeah, he doesn't touch the hats. He touches the trash. Yeah. 
And then he packs up his own books because why would he try doing homework without Hermione? Oh, that's just silly. That's like me trying to write a podcast without you. <laughs> <laughs> and they realize those are not twigs. <laughs> they are, in fact, little tiny pixie-ish creatures that appear to be made out of wood. And Parvati and Lavender both see them and go, ooh. <laughs> like Barty Crouch Sr. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. But this really irritates Harry because he feels like they're acting like Hagrid never showed them any interesting creatures ever. Right? And he's just like, Hagrid showed cool things too, guys. I mean, that's what they did the last time Hagrid was gone too, is they were just like, oh, she's so smart. Oh my gosh. Ah. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Unicorns. Right? The best part about this section in the book, though, is that Harry doesn't even see Umbridge at first because she just blends in with the surroundings. <laughs> with all the pink. And I kind of love that, too. It's like being inside of a stomach that has just taken Pepto-Bismol. <laughs> Do you remember in Garden State? Yes. When oh, Zach yeah, Braff's character is standing in the bathroom when his shirt, his matches, shirt matches the, wall the wallpaper? Oh, my God. That yes. is what I picture. Yeah. She's just a head, basically. Yeah. She's just a, kind of a floating head. Yeah. yeah. That's what I picture. I dig that. <laughs> I can get behind that definitely except pink except yes and disgusting yes. I'm sure he was feeling some nausea heartburn maybe some indigestion ups his stomach and diarrhea definitely diarrhea just if looking not at of that. his butt out of his mouth yes <laughs> um bitch gives zero fucks and just looks at Harry just begging him to say something begging him she just wishes a bitch would. And Harry will not give her that satisfaction, book or movie. No. Even him giving little grunts. Right. In the movie was more than he did in the book. Yeah. Because he was completely silent in the book. Yeah. And just, in the movie, he was doing his... Eek. Ow. Yeah, that. But just like in the book, Harry just looks at her, responds simply with nothing. Although we know he actually says it this time. Yes. <laughs> no confusion there. Yeah. She leans over the desk and gets right in Harry's face and says, That's what I thought, you little four-eyed orphan fuckstick. I don't think she actually said that. I'm paraphrasing. She totally thought it. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Totally. Because she's a toad. She is a toad. <laughs> to make matters worse, Angelina has realized that he was not able to get out of detention on Friday and actually yells at him. Yeah, she blames him for it. She like, yells at him the hell? about putting other commitments before training. Angelina, he's not choosing to be there. Believe me, if he could get out of it, he would. Angelina, your Oliver is showing. So now we move on to chapter 14, Percy and Petfoot. When Harry wakes up on Saturday, he watches the dust swirl in the chink of sunlight in the U.S. version and the ray of sunlight in the U.K. version. Well, that's just rude. Has anybody ever heard of a chink of sunlight? Is that something we say? I have never heard that at all. No. The chink is usually like the noise, you know, like when you said it sits down that's with clink, a chink. though. But in the U.K. version, sometimes they say chink, which I think is weird that they use this in the U.S. version. Yeah. I always think of, like, a chink in your armor. So yeah, I guess that... it makes sense, because a chink in your armor is, like, an opening in your it's armor. It's, like, the weak spot, yeah, but that doesn't make sense to me. Why couldn't it have stayed ray of sunlight? We That's definitely say ray of sunlight. That's the thing right there, is 
I can understand it, sure, but why should I have to? Exactly. Why couldn't you just leave well enough alone? Damn you and your Again, job though, security. Scrabble points. Yeah, that That's is true. true. The C, the H, and the K are pretty point worthy and they had the Y in there so like we gotta do something. Right. And if you get that on a triple word score yeah, alright. Fair. Still stupid. <laughs> the last one we have is he then heads downstairs and settles in his favorite squashy armchair. In the US version he looks around and notices that all the candy wrappers, among other things, have been cleared away. The UK version calls them sweet wrappers. I never would have understood that. Never no, really not it. even a little bit. What's a sweet? Especially not after five books. Right? <laughs> I mean, they've never talked the about movies. sweets before. By this point, several of the movies were out. Oh, yeah. They also went to Honey Dukes, and they literally talk about sweets in it's the book. It's a sweet shop. It's, yeah, I was yeah. going to say. It's Honey Dukes sweet shop. Whatever. Mm. Anyways, right. enjoy some of our favorite moments from where we talked about chapter 14. Oh, Peeves. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, Peeves. The poltergeist mm-hmm. is putting together a joke, an amusing joke, except I imagine that Nearly Headless Nick says that with all of the sarcasm in the world. Nearly Headless Nick is quite good at deadpanning. So. <laughs> <laughs> I see you what you did, did there. That for you. you see what I did there? Ah. When really, what he really needs to do is grab an owl to hide his awkward boner going on. You know <laughs> well, that poor owl. I'm, I'm not talking about like, <laughs> I ew, Ellen. <laughs> just, I just mean like you know, hold it in front of him or like stand. I don't know. It's still pretty awkward for the owl. Well, it's an awkward boner. It's awkward for everyone, Ellen. I think inanimate objects are best. What an awkward boner is. <laughs> but anyway, Filch says he has his sources and just demands that Harry hands over whatever he was going to be sending. Uh, too late, Jacko. Which, exactly what Harry says to him. Word for word. I couldn't even believe they printed that in the book. Right? It's like I wrote it. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> but everybody is already there when they get in the changing room and Fred and George be Fred and George and give their little brother a hard time. Sure, like they do. Angelina steps into all of her wood shoes and gives them the first pre-practice speech Oliver Wood so I said Oliver Wood Oliver Wood that's what I said damn it Ellen (laughs) it also makes him feel more sympathetic to his dog father because this is basically exactly what Sirius has been dealing with just times 14 yeah although for a good chunk of that he was like in solitude with just the Dementors and I just realized what I said, and yeah. I really should say, not that Sirius had it better right? <laughs> being an Azkaban, just it was different. Instead, here we are in the Great Hall. We see Ginny sitting next to Ron and side-eyeing him as he chomps down on a big ol' sausage. Like, big ol' sausage. Big ol' sausage. You know what I'm saying? Like... It was a big old sausage. It was a big fucking sausage. It was an intimidating sausage. It was juicy and thick looking and... Let's keep going. Yeah. I was thinking about something else. Sorry about that. Cue snarky comment from Hermione about Ron always eating and his snarky response back that he's hungry. <laughs> so funny. But here's the thing. There is food on the goddamn tables. A lot of it, in fact. Almost as though... 
They were in a place where students gather during certain predetermined times when food is typically served in order to help keep the students of the school well-fed and able to keep up their strength during their lessons. Holy shit. Wait. It's fucking breakfast. What? It's breakfast. How dare Ron be hungry at breakfast? How dare he? How dare he sup in the Great Hall? What? There is literally a rack of toast the length of Fred Wolfa's vagina in front of them. Are we just supposed to ignore that? No, he is supposed to spelunk that toast. I'm saying! Ugh. Welcome to Chapter 15, The Hogwarts High Inquisitor. In the article about pepto Bitchmall's appointment to High Inquisitor, Percy Weasley is quoted talking about how the minister is responding to the concerns of anxious parents who feel the school may be moving in a direction they do not approve. That's in the U.S. version. In the U.K. version, he says, do not approve of. Prepositions, man. Job security. Removing it, I guess, in this instance. That still counts. Oh, shoot, that gave them more Scrabble points. <laughs> Now I kind of want to actually add up all of the points from the changes. <laughs> <laughs> Who ended up with more letters in the end? That's going to be a special Patreon perk. Know how many Scrabble points we got. Right? That's literally going to be something that I just do when I have a hyperfixation one I night. I am going to have to be really <laughs> bored to figure it out. Because I already have a lot uh... of shit to do. The article also mentions Educational Decree 22, which was passed as recently as August 30th in the U.S. version and 30th August in the U.K. version. And it was obviously Educational Decree number 7,622 in the movie. So yeah. there's that. Major changes But all yeah, around. it's just moving around the date. And we do structure our calendars different we here. We do. But I feel like we could have still figured that out. Exactly. I'm not going to sit there and read it and go, 30th August? But when what? is that? Is it before or after September? I don't know what's going on. <laughs> this one also doesn't get us any extra points, so boo. Yeah, fuck that noise. <laughs> Snape mentions that he will have to start handing out detentions to those dunces who get Ds in the U.S. version and dunces who get A.D. in the U.K. version. Did they add quotes? Technically, they added, like, one quote. They put D in quotations, but they also made Ds plural in... <laughs> they made Ds Ds plural in the U.S. version. Ds nuts! Ds Ds! <laughs> I was gonna say get the D, but okay. We ran with that one. <laughs> it happens. So basically, they get Ds nuts in the U.S. version, and they get a D in the U.K. version. I'm concerned that Snape is talking to his students right now. <laughs> or the U.S. version is a little hoarier and you get D's instead of just one. That is true. We are pro-ho right here. Moving on. <laughs> there is also a minor change, shocker, in the text when Hermione learns about T's from Fred and George. In the U.S. version, we get T, asked Hermione, looking appalled. Even lower than a D? What on earth does that stand for? The UK version has T, asked Hermione, looking appalled. Even lower than a D? What on earth does T stand for? What fucking difference did I just say? Did I not say the same thing twice? <laughs> she no, says, says, what on earth does that stand for? 
as opposed to what on earth does T, T stand for? Christ! It was the U.S. squeezing in a few more Scrabble points. Fucking They mean. added on a hat to the T. <laughs> A dunce hat. That's what they added. What a the... troll hat. Yeah. That's like that office meme. It's the same picture. Spot the differences. I loved that bar game. Oh, dude, those were the yeah, best. Yeah, that's probably why I find these episodes so much fun to organize. Mm-hmm. For sure. Moving on, after Hermione first brings up Harry teaching them defense against the dark arts, Harry tries to explain how they don't know what it is like when they're a second away from being murdered in the U.S. version. When the UK version says a nanosecond. It's quicker. Yeah. They're quicker to kill you in the UK. Yeah. Yeah. They will fuck you up real quick. And also, fucking win at Scrabble. <laughs> That's what's going on. Yeah, they got a lot of That's extra points. Mm-hmm. We gave those up on that one. Really did, man. Could have gone millisecond. Could have done a lot of shit. Whatever. Anyway. Finally, after the awkwardness of the conversation about Harry teaching them defense against the dark arts... Hermione attempts to make her voice sound as natural as possible as she says she's off to bed. In the U.S. version, it says Ron had gotten to his feet too, while the U.K. version says had got. Which again, that's gotten got. Yeah, I said that happens more than once. Yeah. Annoying. Ron had got mail. Yep. Basically. (laughs) And now go ahead and have fun with some of our favorite moments from this chapter and movie scene. Wow, dude. Now, I'm wondering, did he talk directly out of his ass for this? Or, like, was it a ventriloquist kind of deal? You think that the reporter stuck his hand? No, the minister. The minister stuck yeah. his oh, hand yeah. up his ass oh, yeah. and moved his mouth for there him? Was, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely getting some Kermit vibes. <laughs> and delusional ex or Mad-Eye Moody. I mean, to be fair, we don't know what Mad-Eye would have really done as a teacher. So there's that. Right. Like, he could have been just fine, and it wasn't really him the whole time. And second right? off, fuck, fuck you. you, man. <laughs> fuck you. Big old fuck you. <laughs> For the alliteration's sake, let me read the whole thing. He's going to start handing out detentions to the dunces who get D's. D's nuts. Sorry. D's canuts. D's canuts. And that's exactly what she says to him when he tries to argue. He's just like, well, I already have detention from her. Why are you punishing me too? Because you're not getting it through your fucking head, kid. Exactly what Professor McGonagall says. The detentions don't seem to have any effect on you. Bitch, look at my hand. But he has the pain king, so... Maybe it's not having effect on Maybe. him. Maybe he wants those detentions. Maybe it's having a different effect on him that we will not talk about in this episode. Awkward boner. It's only awkward if you let it be. True. Hermione just, like, calmly explains that she wishes McGonagall hadn't taken points away, but she is right. Yeah, she, I mean, she makes a valid point. Yeah, Hermione can't not say I told you so. Yeah, (laughs) that's her kink. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) That's not even a theory, that's just fact. That's canon. Not even headcanon. I think everybody just knows that. Mm -hmm. She's just going to start class. Everybody's just sort of, like, chitter-chattering, probably because they know... Mm-hmm. exactly what's about to go down. Oh, they're waiting for it. Oh, man. They're taking bets. Like, how many minutes do you think she's going to make it? Like, Why is this not a thing in the movies? Because they don't love us or want us to be happy. Ew, David. Ew, David, indeed. She just goes right back to teaching. And she says that they're going to move on to practicing the vanishing spell on mice, which is more difficult than the snail because snails are invertebrates and mm-hmm. mice have 
the bones makes it more difficult. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. It's always harder when there's a bone involved. <laughs> anyway, they're going to start vanishing mice. Hey, that was our trivia question. It was. <laughs> the mice part, not the bone part. No. That was a bonus question. <laughs> <laughs> not sorry. For fuck's sake. <laughs> I thought you were going to be the one saying that to me, Katie. From chapter 16, in the Hogshead, there's one. In the Hogshead, Neville attempts to help out by mentioning that, in their first year, Harry saved the Sorceress Stone, causing Hermione to hiss sorcerers. Obviously, that was the U.S. version. The U.K. version has Neville call it a philological stone, and then Hermione hisses philosophers. Which was our trivia question. That's right. And on to our favorite moments. But she just reiterates, what do you think? Mm -hmm. So Harry's like, well, do you mean just for you and Ron? Which I feel like would be weird. Yeah. I feel like Hermione would just end up taking over in that situation. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, no, Harry, you didn't do this at that point. You did this. Do you right? remember? And I told you how to do this. Filch actually gives a giant sniff of the air around Harry. Basically, he just smells Harry. That's creepy. It's totally creepy, even though we know why he did it. I mean, he could legitimately have every reason in the world to sniff Harry, and it's still going to be creepy. True story. Can you imagine what it must look like to Ron and Hermione and anybody else witnessing it who have no <laughs> right? idea what's going on? <laughs> because... A, Filch doesn't smell anything and just lets them walk off. And as yeah. they walk away, Ron is like, why the fuck was Filch smelling <laughs> right. you, Harry? Like, anybody want to fill me in on what that just was? Because that was weird. Well, he gave me a new cologne. I was trying it out. He right. just wanted to make sure that I was wearing it. Why? What? Why would Filch be sniffing him? That's so weird. That's, I mean, oh, <laughs> that's just creepy. There's two figures that just look like Dementors. Like Harry walks in this bar and thinks that he sees two Dementors having a beer, you know? <laughs> Except for the fact that they're talking in extremely thick Yorkshire accents, and that was the giveaway that they were, in fact, not Dementors. Dementors need a happy hour too, Harry. Would it be a happy hour, though? I mean, if they're sucking happiness. <laughs> it'd be in everyone else's happy hour. <laughs> right? It's the unhappy hour, yes. let's be honest. <laughs> Episode title. <laughs> Hermione announces that they are in need of a proper teacher when one we can only assume is Zacharias Smith decides to speak his ill-informed mind and ask why they need to learn all this. Ron Sassy retorts and says that, because you know who's back, you toss pot. And then we end up with a terrible rendition of, you know who's on first. Who's on first? You know. But I don't know. You know who. You know who. On who? first. But who? <laughs> Yeah, it really is terrible because... It's more like Dumbledore says, Harry says, back and forth, back and forth, all about Dumbledore. It's like the scene in Goblet of Fire where Hermione's just like, no, Ron wanted me to tell you that... Dean told Pavati. Dean told Pavati that Lavender said Hagrid's looking for him or whatever it all was. Yeah, whatever it all was. And Harry was just like, yeah, well, you can go tell Ron to suck my dick. Like, <laughs> But actually, he's more like, what? Now we're on Chapter 17, Educational Decree Number 24. After the meeting in the Hogshead, the U.S. version says that the knowledge that all those people did not think him a lying weirdo, but someone to be admired, 
buoyed him up. The UK version started that sentence with knowing all those people. Clearly an important change there. Made all the difference in the world for comprehension. Finally, after Educational Decree 24 is posted about the expulsion of any student found to have formed or belong to an organization, society, team, group, or club that has not been approved by the High Inquisitor, Ron tries to go find Hermione, causing the staircase to the girls' dormitory to turn into a stone slide. At least, that's what it says in the U.S. version. The UK version says a stone slide like a helter-skelter, my goodness, mm -hmm. which is apparently an amusement park ride resembling a lighthouse with a spiral-shaped slide built around the tower. They have that on Bake Off. That is why I knew what that was. <laughs> there was an episode of Hey Dougie where they built a helter-skelter. That's how I knew. So, All right. Helter-skelter in the US is a Beatles album. That's not really in the US. It's so. Beatles Charles song. Manson. <laughs> what I was thinking, because that was his big thing. Because well, of the Beatles. Well, yeah, I know he was into the Beatles. <laughs> I know that's why he chose that. But it's like, I think that's why they probably chose not to use it, would yeah. be my best guess. Possibly. I also don't think we have a ton of Helter Skelters around our festivals and shit. Well, I mean, it's not what we call them here. So they have one at Coney Island. Do we call them lighthouse slides? We don't call them anything because we don't fucking have them. You just said we had them. I said there's one in Coney Island. There's one in Coney Island. <laughs> anyway. Well, let's slide right into our favorite moments. Damn. Nicely done. I like that. Good transition. A plus. <laughs> but Harry is now more concerned about whether or not Hermione knows that this notice is there. Mm -hmm. So Ron's like, well, let's go and tell her. And, <laughs> and he starts to make his way up to the girl's dormitory, but doesn't make it past step number six before the stairs flatten themselves out into essentially a stone slide. Mm -hmm. And he just goes zooming back down to the bottom and i don't think that this was a graceful thing for him at all he actually like <laughs> runs in place trying to keep moving for a while <laughs> it just sounds so cartoonish yeah and i would have loved to see a live action version of this acted out right it's super disappointing to me that it wasn't yeah because they love the physical comedy and the book writes it for them and they're like eh. Like, we can come up with better than that. Can they, though? No, they can't. That's the point. <laughs> not this for sure. This is definitely mm -mm. a good one. Just him <laughs> pumping his arms, trying to not fall. I imagine, like, when he fell, there was just a cloud of Ron-shaped smoke. Yes, I love that. In his wake. <laughs> Private, yes. Probably big enough, too. Yeah, definitely. However, it's all flooded and shit down there. Like, it's damp and murky. You're gonna get a cold. <laughs> <laughs> That's my biggest worry. Better sniffly with the ability to defend yourself than healthy but dead. Right? <laughs> Are you healthy if you're dead? Well, remember how if they get killed by Avada Kedavra, according to muggle doctors, they look absolutely healthy aside from the fact that they're dead. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I was kind of referencing. Healthy, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, this is definitely a different side of Neville than the movie gave us. Yeah, that one showed Neville being more the victim. Yeah. When... This is really a good moment of showing Neville's Gryffindorness mm hmm and his badassery. And I mean, that's the scene. Is it though? It is. Mm. Uh huh. And like order of tact, Hermione is the most. Harry is in the middle, and then there's Ron, who kind of just lacks tact in general. Yeah, he has his moments. He's lacked a tactical. <laughs> Lack a tactical. It's fun to say. 
Okay, it is fun to say. Lack of tactical. <laughs> On the plus side, at least Harry has Hermione right there to just be like, well, you screwed this up, you screwed this up, you screwed this up, and this up. You did this wrong. You really shouldn't have done this. You probably could have done this instead of this, and that might have fixed it. But really, this is the biggest issue that you had here. Mm -hmm. Write that down, and you're good. There's your essay. And also, you smell. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Not as bad as your potion, though. Burn. Oh. Chapter 18. Dumbledore's army. Guess what, y'all? Nothing's changed. Carl at Bloomsbury was on vacation that week, apparently. It's me. I'm Carl at Bloomsbury. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nothing's changed. So, here's our favorite moments. He's the one who, like, when Harry doesn't take a risk, he's like, oh, I thought you were more like your dad. Pussy. This year. Yes, and that's exactly the point that Hermione makes. She thinks that being cooped up in Grimmauld Place the way he has been is just making him more reckless. Oh, yeah. He gets, like, risk boners. <laughs> Vicarious risk boners. <laughs> Episode title. <laughs> and this is pretty funny because Ron's just like, I don't see any boils. And the twins are like, that's because they're in places where we don't generally display them to the public. And I'm sure we can all picture just where that is. And yikes. Oh, herpes fudge. Not a fan. <laughs> Not a fan, man. Oh, what would that be, though? Herpy bars. Like Hershey bars. <laughs> right? That's what I was just thinking, too. Oh, 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 oh. Herpes humbugs. Herpes humbugs. Herpes humbugs. Herpes humbugs. There it is. Mmm. Delicious. Not worth it. And Harry's like, no, that was a really good attempt. I think she got a choner boner of her own. I don't know. Is it? Would it really be a boner? I mean, I guess you can have a lady boner. Her lady choner boner. Yeah, sure. Or maybe like a potter puddle. Oh, that's gross. Yeah, but it works. It does. Yeah. Potter puddle. That Cho forced her to come along when she didn't really want to be there because her mom works at the ministry and said she can't do anything that could piss off Pepto Bitch Mall. Also, Marietta is a total fucking cock block. She's like a towel for her Potter puddle. I was just gonna damn it! <laughs> <laughs> but in this particular case, they also stuck the 60 pound second year in front of flames while practicing spells that could theoretically backfire if done wrong. The kid was damn near a flame-grilled second year. Which I hear is lovely with a nice rosé, but I digress. They do pair well. Shit. Second year, the other, other, other white meat. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Chapter 19, The Lion and the Serpent. Again, no differences to talk about, but enjoy our favorite bits from the episodes covering this section. He's not concerned he's going to spend it because he doesn't have any real galleons to confuse it with. Well, there's that. <laughs> Harry, however, he's just a spending fool with all his pocket full of galleons. I got a pocket, got a pocket full, full of galleons. galleons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that. Right. Thanks for coming with me on that. Hey, I'm here for you. Thanks. I also kind of wonder if she still gave Slytherin homework. I mean, you know Snape did. Give Gryffindor, not Gryffindor, Slytherin. yeah. I would believe that 100%. He would be looking for reasons to give Harry extra homework. Oh, of course you he would. You fucked up your potion. Give me a 17,000 page essay yeah. by tomorrow. I want six feet of parchment on the fucking. <laughs> 
reasons why I fucking hate you. (laughs) (laughs) On the reasons why you're stupid and your dad was a jerk. How about that, Potter? Chapter 20, Hagrid's Tale. There's still no differences, but plenty of our favorite moments. Which is not how it happened in the movie. Though we do get to the same place. Yeah. I mean, you know. Excuse me while I fast forward here a bit. Okay, that's better. (laughs) First, we see Harry and Cho palling around and being super chummy in a courtyard while everyone else goes about their meek little lives around them. But before they make it into the school, we hear Hermione call out Harry's name and she informs him that everyone's favorite spelunking accident is back. Nice. (laughs) You're welcome. Harry looks at Cho for a minute before apologizing, piecing out, and hightailing it away. Because, you know, bros before hoes. Bros before chose. (laughs) Episode title. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Hermione is really impressed by this because not just any wizard can charm wood to burn forever. (laughs) (laughs) I regret my phrasing now, but I'm going to keep it that way and move along. (laughs) Chapter 21, The Eye of the Snake. No, oh wait, here's some. (laughs) When Harry gets to the room of requirement for the last DA meeting before the holidays, in the US version, the lamps burst into light, showing that Dobby had decorated it for Christmas. Aw, Dobby. In the UK version, it says torches burst into flame. For the sake of the castle and the fact that we've talked about the non-electrical aspects around magic and everything, I wish that it had stayed torches and flames. But, I mean, if you're going to be technical, they could be gas lamps. They could. And then they still don't have an electrical component to them. But I get what you're saying. Yeah. Harry manages to get the last of the golden baubles depicting his face and saying, have a very hairy Christmas down just before Luna enters, looking dreamy as always in the U.S. version and looking dreamy as usual in the U.K. version. That's a stupid change. Right? How necessary was that? Jesus. I prefer dreamy as usual. Me too. TBH. I actually prefer dreamy as always. It's okay. You can be wrong. Okay. <laughs> Why stop now? <laughs> now you're outnumbered. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure there are going to be things. Sink into the wall. <laughs> I mean, no, I'm sure there are going to be things that Carly and you agree on, and you and I agree on, and yeah, great minds. <laughs> and finally, the arrival of Angelina then saves Harry the necessity of having to ask Luna what Nargles were in the U.S. version. And what Nargles are in the UK version. So, you know, big confusing changes right there. Tenses. Tenses make me tense. They're changing the US version to be past tense. Sometimes it is, though. To be fair, it was set in in the late 90s, so it's all technically in the past. And here's some of our favorite moments from that chapter and movie scene. I love you, but the Slytherins make things worse in the book. I'm not gonna... I can't argue that. We're not all bad. No. Hashtag not all Slytherins. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, that doesn't help me either. So, you know, I'm sorry. And he's holding half of a cow. Not a whole cow? Just half of one. He doesn't have a cow? No, he has half of a cow. (laughs) (laughs) 
this is where he puts down his half a cow. Not his whole cow. Just the half of a cow. <laughs> Don't half a cow, man. <laughs> Episode title. <laughs> Don't half a cow. <laughs> yep. <laughs> She's just like, you survived as a baby. He's just like, motherfucker, I was a baby. Yeah. I don't know how I survived. I just survived. I didn't do anything. It's not that I was good at defense against the dark arts as a baby. Like, right? Yes, Expelliarmus was my first word. Sure. <laughs> However, I just don't think that had anything to do with it this time. I'm just saying. It's not like I had a wand. Yeah. <laughs> not a real one anyway. Right. You know, just a teething wand. <laughs> Yes. She then tells Harry that she wonders if Cedric would still be alive if he knew all this shit. Which, ding. first off, ding. Second one, way to set the mood, Joe. One of those really romantic dates. <laughs> but the room of requirement definitely set this up for them in the movie. I'm not saying that this completely supports my theory that the room of requirement is made for banging, but... It is a requirement at times. It- <laughs> I'm just saying. But let's move on, because we're talking about teenagers. The Room of Requirement. Helping pathetic, horny teenagers get some since the 10th century. I believe I said we were going to move on. (sighs) I had other jokes, but fine. In Chapter 22, St. Mungo's Hospital for Magical Maladies and Injuries, Everard is one of the portraits in Dumbledore's office, described as a sallow-faced wizard with short black bangs in the U.S. version and short black fringe in the U.K. version. Bangs versus fringe. To be fair, I understand bangs better than fringe. I didn't. You just realize... like to say bangs, though. No, I just like to bang. That's different. <laughs> My point is, see, I see fringe, and I think like Surrey with a fringe on top from fucking Oklahoma. Like I think, I yeah. think of something like that. I don't necessarily think of your bangs. I'm actually but... fine with this change because I know what they're referring to, and we do call them bangs here, not fringe. Yeah. They also do a slight sentence restructuring when they all arrive at St. Mungo's. The U.S. version says Tonks leaned close to the glass, looking up at the very ugly dummy and said, her breath steaming up the glass, Watcher, we're here to see Arthur Weasley. In the U.K. version, Tonks leaned close to the glass, looking up at the very ugly dummy, her breath steaming up the glass, Watcher, she said, we're here to see Arthur Weasley. So it literally says the exact same thing. They just moved where they placed, she said. As someone who uses ellipses, ellipsi, ellipses? Ellipses. Ellipses. Sure. As someone who uses them constantly, I prefer that one. That is the U.S. one. Yeah. So makes sense. Also in the U.S. version, spell damage on the fourth floor is said to include unliftable jinxes, hexes, and incorrectly applied charms with parentheses. Whereas the UK version lists it as unliftable jinxes, hexes, incorrectly applied charms, etc. And they don't use parentheses. Etc. 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 Yeah, exactly. Etc. I love a good etc. I'm not even gonna lie. <laughs> it's like an ellipsis. It implies that they treat more things there. Mm-hmm. Whereas the US version says, nope, it's only these Three things. Three things. Yeah. Well, things. U.S. healthcare versus U.K. healthcare. That's what we do. We yeah. can say that it is all about the etc. 
Does the etc. include wizarding wellness for your mind? Never. God. Not in here. <laughs> nope. Then finally, the fifth floor is said to have a visitor's tea room and hospital shop in the U.S. version and visitor's tea room slash hospital shop in the U.K. version. So we got a few more Scrabble points out of that one, too. I literally was like, what is the difference? <laughs> I see it now. Yeah. <laughs> slash versus and. And for the record, I think... In the UK, they would actually say visitors' tea room strike hospital shop because they say strike instead of slash. Well, just saying. Visitors' tea room strike hospital shop. Anyway, here's some favorite moments for you. And ride their way up to that polished oak door with the brass griffin shaped knocker that was not in the movie. <laughs> nice knocker. Yeah. <laughs> Dumbledore's got some good knockers. He really does. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> And Harry is super annoyed at this point. He's just like, yes, he's seriously injured. Why do you think I'm here? <laughs> if I just thought it was a dream and he was fine, do you think I would be here? This is not like, yes, he's seriously injured. And why won't you look at me? So he's annoyed. Are you okay, Ellen? I got a little bit high was... there. <laughs> oh my God. I was Ooh. really feeling it for Harry I in that moment. clean my ears out for a sec. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> My glass of water is broken, Ellen. Damn it. <laughs> it's not even mentioned that he was a past headmaster. He just says, Phineas, go to Grimmauld Place and tell them all this shit's happening. And that was it. Yates. <laughs> exactly. Otherwise, ding. Other <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. But dingish. Sure. <laughs> it's more like a whisper of a ding. The yeah. movie's just like, ding. Yeah, I mean, I saved him, but I also hurt him, so yeah. <laughs> stop thanking me. I'm fucked up. <laughs> that should just be the title of the book. <laughs> <laughs> Episode title. <laughs> I'm sure some parents would love an extra set of hands, but it's still going to look weird. Might be handy. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Fucking, I, I walked into it. I can't even... <laughs> There's also a witch that's sweating and occasionally lets out a high-pitched whistle as steam pours out of her mouth. <gasps> She's a little teapot! She's a little teapot! <laughs> totally subtle. And she's probably going, look at me, bitch! Probably. <laughs> or in that case, she might be like, don't look at me, bitch! <laughs> now we move on to chapter 23, Christmas on the Closed Ward. In the U.S. version, Hermione confesses to Harry that skiing isn't really her thing and asks him not to tell Ron because she told him it's really good since he kept laughing at it. In the U.K. version, she specifies that skiing's really good. So instead of saying it's really good, she says skiing's really good. And I guess the U.S. didn't need those extra points and they're like, we don't need to say skiing three times in two sentences. Apparently I mean, not. that's fair. I don't like using the same word that I've said 16 times already. I try to avoid that, but we say version 27,000 times in these episodes. Yeah. That's <laughs> to be fair, what else are you going to call it? Fair enough. Also, Hermione gives Harry and Ron a homework planner as a Christmas present. In the U.S. version, it says that it resembled a diary, except that it said things like, do it today or later you'll pay. Every time he opened a page. 
The UK version says except that every time he opened a page, it said aloud things like, do it today or later you'll pay. Again, it was just like a sentence restructuring. The words are basically the same, but... Oh, and they use different quotations, it looks like. So instead of double quotes, it's single quotes. That's weird. Yeah. That's... Yeah. But I feel odd. like that's just how they do it. Like, that's their grammar style, Well, right? the single quotes is inside other quotes. Oh. So it's possible okay. that in the context there were other quotes outside of it. I don't know. I don't think there were, so who knows? Here's a little fun thing real quick. I'm actually surprised that that was the change because they say that it resembled a diary when diary means two different things to the UK and the US. They called it a diary in both. I know, but that's what I'm saying. It's kind of, it's funny that they didn't change that and yet they changed around the sentence like that. But they also called Tom Riddle's diary. Tom Riddle's diary a diary. But that's a diary in the way that it's more an American version because you're writing down your thoughts. A diary in the UK is like your planner. And that's where you oh. write down like your calendar and your hmm. schedule and stuff. That's true because it did say he had a calendar in his thing. Mm -hmm. To be fair, when I filled out a diary as a kid, I dated it. I don't want to talk about your dating life, Ellen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What's next, Carly? <laughs> next, Creature's Nest is described as being in the foot's space under the pipes in the U.S. version. And the foot of space underneath the pipes in the UK version. Another big clarifying change there. Yo, I don't like foot's space. <laughs> Just looking at it makes me uncomfortable. But the foot of space makes it sound like it is specifically only a foot. I would have just said and the they, foot space. Yeah, the foot space. Like it doesn't need to be possessive. The foot space. Yeah. It's where your feet go. Or in this instance, creature's nest. Mundungus manages to borrow a car to take everyone to St. Mungo's on Christmas Day, and Harry doubts it was done with the knowledge or consent of its owner. It had had a similar enlarging spell put upon it as the Weasley's Old Ford Anglia in the U.S. version. The U.K. version says with the consent of its owner had been enlarged with a spell like the Weasley's Old Ford Anglia had once been. That's a weird one. That was just like a mouthful of changes, too. Yeah. So it wasn't really easy to, like, pare it down. No, it sort of, like, switched a couple things around. The U.S. version had had. That's what we do. And we do that, that, too. Mm -hmm. I say had had, but reading it is so different. Reading it makes me very uncomfortable, but saying it, I don't think twice. I had had done that. Well, when you read it, your brain, like, trips over it. But when you say it, you can emphasize the hads differently. Yeah, true. And I that fixes it. Had I had this. had. But, yeah. Good times. Means the same thing. Eh, you know. Just a mouthful of nonsense for me to have to read. <laughs> <laughs> Another one is, a witch in the waiting room had a walnut jammed up her left nostril in the U.S. version and a satsuma in the UK version? Is that a It's a, a mandarin. It's, oh. yeah. It's a little it's, orange. It's a fruit. Yeah. Yes. Although, Intriguing. I kind of wonder how big the walnut was. That's what I'm saying. Because a satsuma sounds like it might be worse. They're yeah. typically bigger than walnuts. They are smooshier. They're smooshier, but here's the thing. Walnuts have a lot of, like, little nooks and crannies and, like, maybe some jagged edges. So that might have been uncomfortable for her. But I don't understand why we changed the entire 
it's not like you changed from the British word for walnut to a U.S. version of the word walnut. Like, they're totally different foods. Yeah, and I want to know why they didn't just say a mandarin shoved up her nostril. Who shoved something up this lady's nostril is my question. I mean, it was Christmas, so this was probably a family fight. Lord have mercy, that's large to be up your nose. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) I mean, walnuts could get pretty big, too, if they're still in their shell. Oh, that is a good point because we don't know if it was shelled or unshelled. I was thinking unshelled, but you know what? Walnut in the shell? It's a lot. Either way, not something I want up my nose. It's also still a really random change from a fruit to a nut. Mm Mm-hmm. It's just nuts. (laughs) Oh, for fuck's sake. (laughs) The final one we have is Broderick Bode was sent a potted plant in the U.S. version or a pot plant in the U.K. version. This is something I've been debating with Bluey people because in one of the episodes of Bluey, Dad says, is that a pot plant? Yes. And everybody in the U.S. groups is like, why is he talking about marijuana? He's not. He's He's not. not. He's not. But unfortunately, pot plant does sound like something different to us here. Yes. Something much more fun. (laughs) Can we not freak out about marijuana anymore? Right. Mostly not. Can we please get over this? Well, let's get over it with our favorite episode stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I'm leaving it. Okay. (laughs) And that's it. (laughs) So obviously, that's not the same thing. (laughs) I mean, it is if you look at it through a piece of cardboard. If your eyes are closed. Yes, that too. If you just switch the words around a little bit, Mm -hmm. never mind the fact that your section was like 7,000 words shorter than my section. There's that. But also, if you like, if you take the individual letters and move them into a different pattern, it's similar. Yeah. Some of the same letters were definitely used. Sure. Yeah. Characters. There were very similar characters in this section. There were. Yeah. There really were. (laughs) And that's it. And that's it. (laughs) I don't blame him for these feelings, mm-hmm. but these feelings are also born out of ignorance because nobody at <laughs> Dumbledore will fucking tell him anything. <laughs> that was slick. And they make it back to Grimmauld Place, but as they're walking in, she asks him again, like, are you sure you're all right? You look really pale. Mm-hmm. Sadly, she did not use the term peaky again. Unfortunately. Yeah. But peaky. <laughs> he doesn't even give him that. Just says nothing whatsoever. Like, he actually says the words, nothing whatsoever. Mm -hmm. He doesn't say nothing whatsoever. He says, nothing whatsoever. Oh, I got you. Yeah, just trying to make sure that was clear, because that was confusing in my own brain. (laughs) (laughs) I just love the specificity of Mm -hmm. it. Not just nostril. Left Left nostril. nostril. Yeah. Well, because if it was in the right nostril, that'd be weird. So. Yes, that's why. Yeah. He also gets a hippogriff wall calendar that she fixes to the wall for him. And I know that it's probably just like a picture of hippogriffs, like a cat calendar or something. But my brain immediately starts imagining hippogriffs and sexy poses. I was thinking that too. Like (laughs) the sexy hippogriff wall calendar. Moving right along to chapter 24, Occlumency. When on the night bus, Madame Marsh gets to move up in the drop-off line as she is getting sick. In the U.S. version, it is described with, There was more retching from downstairs, followed by a horrible spattering sound. I don't like any of those words. 
The UK version says there was a retching sound from downstairs, followed by a horrible spattering noise. Y'all. Whatever you fucking call it, ew. Why does Madame Marsh even go on the night bus anymore? Because she's on the night bus when Harry's there and she is also sick. <laughs> I yep. was going to say she can't afford an ambulance, but <laughs> but it's the UK, oh, so maybe. NHS. I mean. Mm. So yeah, ooh, that spattering noise versus that spattering sound. Either way, they're both when you're yeah. on a ladder and you hear something splatter. Oh. oh. Anywho. <laughs> oh. And finally, after successfully asking Cho to go to Hogsmeade with him on Valentine's Day, in the U.S. version, Harry headed off to the library to pick up Ron and Hermione before their afternoon lessons, walking in a rather bouncy way himself. The U.K. version says he virtually bounced off to the library to pick up Ron and Hermione before their afternoon lessons. So the words just played like musical chairs. Yeah, basically. Virtually. Virtually. Yes. <laughs> bouncing off with that choner boner. <laughs> yep. That's what was bouncing. His pecker, His was, pecker up. was up. His <laughs> pecker was up and bouncing. And on that note, have some favorite moments. And... With his standard sneer, Snape explains that it's a magical defense of the mind against external penetration. <laughs> That's dirty. And Harry's just completely like, but I'm not being possessed, so why do I need to study this? And Snape explains that basically Dumbledore said so, so it's going to happen. Yeah. And Harry's just there like, not a good enough reason to use the word penetration. Right, <laughs> exactly. I think every reason is a good enough reason to use the word penetrate. That's me. <laughs> You're dirty. That's why. You love me. I do. <laughs> Get super bus sick. I was going to say, she needs to like invest in some anti-nausea medication or, you know. Anti-nausea potions. Anti-nausea potions. But they stop off in front of a pub and let her off. And with another bang, they... Wait a minute. They dropped her off at a pub? Yeah. Well, now we know why she was fucking sick. Right? <laughs> At least she's not driving or flying, I guess. That's the important thing. Good on you, Madam March. I was trying to think of another word for Uber that could be magical. <gasps> Fluber. Yes. Like flu powder. <laughs> Fluber. That's it. There Fluber. it is. She could take the Fluber. There's an app for that. Which, side note, the fuck? All he uses is a wand. Like, he unravels like an archaeologist's fucking bag full of some shit <laughs> dramatic effect yeah and then like he pulls out what appears to be a wand but why wouldn't he just have his goddamn wand on him at all times does he have different wands for different things maybe he does is that a thing this is my charms wand this is my curse wand yeah this is like... my spell wand this is specifically for transfiguration this one is for torturing students that i don't like <laughs> like what the fuck this is my wand that I don't take out ever unless I'm going to do something bad with it. So that way, if, like, they check my spells, it won't be on my regular wand. Yeah, shit. Can't trace it back to him if it's not on his wand. Yeah. It's like a burner wand. Maybe it is a burner wand. Maybe he legit uses a burner wand so oh that my God, Pepto dude. Bitch Mall can't check his wand and see that he's been <gasps> teaching Harry occlumency. You guys, my mind is fucking blown. They have burner wands. 
back to Harry and Snape butting heads about what to call Voldemort, a.k.a. the Dark Lord, a.k.a. you-know-who, a.k.a. he-who-must-not-be-named. A.k.a. Moldy-Voldy. A.k.a. Voldemortman. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of names for him there. Yep. Tom. <laughs> After all that, Tom. <laughs> For the last one of this episode, Chapter 25, The Beetle at Bay, there's only one, and we've actually heard it before. This one revisits the potted plant versus the pot plant. After they read the article that it strangled Bode and was actually cleverly disguised devil's snare and not marijuana. marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> and not devil's lettuce. And ah. not Gillyweed. <laughs> but here's our favorite moments. We then zoom out of the newspaper montage to see Neville looking a little bit like someone just shit in his pumpkin juice, like right in front of him. That's an image that I didn't need. I think you mean that's an image you didn't know you needed. No, no, because I really pictured somebody just squatting over his pumpkin juice with his robes up and I didn't need it. I didn't need it, but it's there now. But tell me that's not what Neville's face looked like. I would have gone with maybe spit. Yeah, well, that's the difference between you and me, Helen. <laughs> <laughs> spit and shit. That's the difference. Weird dude is staring at his moving tattoo before we cut to a batshit crazy looking woman who we swear we know from somewhere. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And she is also inspecting her ink and even goes so far as to lick her arm. Maybe it's one of those flavored tattoos. Like, I'm not even going to lie. It was a little bit hot. <laughs> it was just this side of, like, crazy hot. hot. Yeah. yeah. It was crazy hot. I definitely had some conflicting feelings, for sure. It was like, ew. <laughs> she cackles, and we really get to see the damage that occurred. Like, there's a whole ass chunk just gone from the building right where she's standing. Coincidence? Hmm. I, I think, think not. not. It's ten freaking people, and there is not a Dementor in sight. No! Gee, I wonder why that is. Hmm, could it be because they're not under the Ministry's control anymore? Could it be because they've gone a bit rogue? Evilly rogue. Voldemort rogue. <laughs> Voldemort. Voldemort. Rogamore. <laughs> And this one is right by the window, which is super steamy, and we can all guess why. Mm. It's hot in there. It is getting hot in there. So take off all your robes. <laughs> <laughs> I am getting so hot. I'm, I'm going to take, take my, my robes off. off. <laughs> and this is when Harry needs the opera singer in the background going, Mistake! <laughs> yes. Everybody needs a don't do that guy. Because Cho immediately goes, you're meeting Hermione Granger. Mm-hmm. Today. Of all days. And he's just like, yeah, well, she asked me to, so I thought I would. And do you want to go with me? Hermione said it wouldn't matter if you did. Oh, sir. This is a literal read the room moment. And he's not. He's, he's illiterate. Not. No. Boy can't even read the room. It is a literal read the room moment, and he is illiterately unable to read the room. Harry. Harry, Harry, Harry. You can read the Dark Lord's mind, but you can't read a room. He definitely can't read Cho's mind. <laughs> no. 
Just like last week, we're going to skip the pondering for this week and just save it for one big one for the end of these episodes covering the differences between the UK and US versions of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix and just move on to our wizarding word. And for any of you keepers that are in or can get to the Cleveland area, we are going to be throwing a Harry Potter fundraiser complete with trivia, a costume contest, a raffle, and a live Potterheads of History podcast episode on Friday, September 29th. Check our socials for more information. This week's trivia question is, what does the UK version of Harry Potter call the end-of-term feast? The first one who responds with the correct answer and the code word hashtag food coma will get a sticker. Another way to get a sticker is to rate and review us through iTunes. If you don't have an Apple account, then you can write us a recommendation on our Facebook page. Make sure to email us at forfoxsakepodcast at gmail.com to let us know you did, and we will get back to you to figure out which sticker you want and where to send it. Don't forget to find us and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Threads, TikTok, and Twitter at foxsakepod. Following us on Podbean at foxsakepod.podbean.com will get you the episode as early as possible and give you a leg up in answering the trivia question. You can also go to our website at forfoxsakepodcast.com to check out our For Fox Sake and Harry Potter related merchandise for sale. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel where we post our weekly podcast episodes, cooking show episodes, vlogs, bloopers, and other random videos. We have a bit of a backlog on episodes, but we hope to get caught up this summer. If you would like to support us as a patron, you can sign up on patreon.com slash foxsakepod. $2 and up a month will get you some awesome perks like for Fox Sake swag, access to our Discord channel, chats, virtual hangouts, and more. And join us next week when we continue talking about the differences between the U.S. and the U.K. versions of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix and our favorite parts from the episodes covering the book and movie. Thanks for listening. We hope you hear us again. I'm Katie. I'm Carly. I'm Ellen. And we are For, for Fox, Fox Sake. sake.